Welcome to the podcast this morning as we talk to Monica Cox of FindingFertility.com. Monica is here to share her personal journey to fertility, to finally getting the two beautiful boys that she had always dreamed of, and how she turned her painful journey into one that is now helping other women struggling with fertility issues. Hi, Monica. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm so happy to have you join us here today to share your story. Hi, thank you for having me. So let's jump right in here. I can't wait to hear about your journey because it's one that I haven't really um, heard about before in terms of the specific types of coaching and things that you do. So can you tell us about how you became a health coach, maybe about your journey that led you to starting that business? Yeah, so um, it was a personal journey that led me to starting my business and doing what I'm doing today. I um, struggled with infertility, um, unexplained specifically infertility for almost six years. This included a failed IVF and doctors telling me at the age of 30 that um, I had low egg quality and there was nothing I can do about it. Just try IVF again. And I don't know why, um, but it just didn't sit well for me that I couldn't do anything, right? And even the IVF doctors were were like, we were like, well, are you going to change your medication? Are you going to give us something different? And they were like, no, we're just going to try the same thing. (laughs) And I was just like, that doesn't make sense. So... um, We left that clinic and we actually were just sat in Hyde Park in London with a friend and he said, well, why don't you just change up your diet? And we were kind of really confused because we were fit, healthy, you know, there was nothing wrong with us and we didn't have a bad diet. We weren't eating McDonald's. We weren't getting takeouts. We weren't candy fiends. Okay. Maybe we drank a little bit too much alcohol in hindsight, (laughs) but we weren't alcoholics. Um, so, um, we did, we tried it and for a year, we really improved our diet and our lifestyles in ways we didn't know needed improvement. And we really saw the benefits before fertility. So, um, a lot of my gut issues went away. A lot of my brain fog, my moods, my PMS completely Mm -hmm. dropped away, Um, And even my husband saw benefits, which he was fine. So he wasn't really expecting anything, but we still weren't getting pregnant. And so we went back and we did IVF again and we got better embryos. We actually made healthy embryos. They transferred what they thought was the best one. And I didn't even make it to day 28. And so I was Mm. devastated. I looked at the surrogacy you know, uh, company. And I was like, right, what more can I do? And, um, luckily we were at a clinic that they did, um, autoimmune testing and, um, we demanded that testing because at first they were like, you don't need that testing because you're not having reoccurring miscarriages. And, um, it came back that I had, a thing called high natural killer cells. Um, So yeah, that's when we discovered that I had a very silent autoimmune issue, especially at that stage of being so healthy, 
you couldn't physically look at me, no test results, no normal test results that your doctor, your fertility clinic um, are going to run would have diagnosed that. What are um, natural killer cells? I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. So everyone has natural killer cells. Natural killer cells are what keeps you from basically dying. If you get a cold, a virus, um, it helps fight off cancer, like anything that comes into your body that's foreign, Mm -hmm. your natural killer cells will elevate and Uh, react to that. Yeah. And so once they learn what they need to do and either through natural immunity or a vaccine, they now have the code to react to that certain virus or cold in a specific way and are able to help keep you healthy again and again, right? That's why we survived the flu over and over and over again. (laughs) The journey to motherhood. I have three boys, minor. My oldest is 25 now, but I have a 14 year old. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mine are still babies. That one's six. And the one who's probably about to wake up is four. Okay. <laughs> and I thought I had time to sort them out before. No, it um, never works out like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone has them, but what happens when you have an autoimmune condition like lupus, um, even endometriosis, um, even like celiac disease is that when they're so elevated and even a lot of thyroid conditions, it starts attacking your own body Mm. and it starts creating inflammation where inflammation does not need to be. And these are where you get your normal and common health issues. Okay. Um, So a lot of time people are diagnosed and an autoimmune issue for the most part stems from your gut. Because what happens is over time, your gut lining will, it's like a shag carpet and it will eventually wear away. And that shag carpet is there to protect you from all, everything that goes into your gut to stay in your gut, your gut deal with it and, you know, take what it needs, get rid of what it doesn't need. When those junctions open, um, food particles can now get into your system. So when these foreign things that should not be in your bloodstream are in your system, your immune system's like attack, 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 but it has nothing to attack. So it starts attacking your own body. And this is double-edged. So you can get immune issues with this, depending on your genetics. Um, You could just have symptoms like I did, which was Ironically, I was chronically sick with like tonsillitis, a lot of throat issues. Um, I had IBS, you know, all the um, regular gut issues, Um, but just like simple things like brain fog and joint pain um, and like PMS, like we talked about. And on top of that, your A quality can get really diminished Mm -hmm. because your A quality is a cell within your body and it is just reacting to the environment in your body. So when you have high inflammation everywhere, your cells are going to be like, okay, this is all we have. That's basically what NK cells are. And for me, it was so high. Not only was I having low A quality, but my body wasn't allowing the embryos to implant because embryos are foreign agents until about 12 weeks when the placenta takes over. So when you have um, that elevated natural killer cells, they're like, oh, foreign agent, attack, attack, attack. So that's why I wasn't getting pregnant at all. It was that bad. <laughs> oh, wow. And then from all of that, you decided to, to start a business 
around this. You have a beautiful website. I was able to read through it. What led you just to actually help other women? Yeah. So I um, eventually did get pregnant through IVF and that was my first son. He's six now. And I did use immune suppressing drugs. But at that time, I was very head deep into holistic lifestyle and I continued on and I actually found out um, that I was highly intolerant to uh, tomatoes and paprika. Mm. So I cut those out of my diet and I just continued on. I ended up having another miscarriage through um, IVF as well. And that was it that when our embryos were done, all our frozen embryos, we were like, we're done with medical treatment We're it's been eight years. We're going to move on with our lives. We have a beautiful son. And two months later, I was pregnant naturally. Amazing. And um, I have to admit that I was just pissed off. I was Mm -hmm. really mad that not that the diet and lifestyle was easy, but it was doable. Why didn't someone tell you about that? Yeah. yeah, Why wasn't this information out there? And um, immune, you know, system and immune, immunology, I think that's what they call it, was a new study around that time anyway. So I couldn't be mad at the system because they don't have that information and they sure as hell weren't linking it to fertility issues. Um, And I felt really strongly too about how the medical system, yes, they had the answer with the immune suppressing drugs, but I started researching and studying about epigenetics and how um, you can actually really, you can personally influence your genes by your diet and your lifestyle and how they express. So all these diseases that we have are just an expression of our mental and emotional health, our physical health, our diet, our lifestyle. And we were just genetically prone to be that way, but it doesn't have to be that way where we're led to believe, well, your genes are set in stone. There's nothing you can do. Your, your mom had diabetes. You're going to have diabetes, Mm -hmm. right? And so the study continues on that you can actually impact your children's genes as well when they're Mm. in your utero so it was just really important especially now that I have two boys um my husband's uh line of men have um uh pink uh not pancreatic cancer what's the main cancer in the ball prostate Prostate. there you go (laughs) or testicular yeah yeah so his grandfather had prostate cancer his father had it his brother found it i'm guaranteed my husband will eventually deal with it so not that i can change that genetic expression but i can greatly influence how my boys might express it in the future right um, at, you know, until they're 18 and start drinking Budweiser, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so it's just really important to get the message out there that it's not the medical assistance that's actually, you know, studies have proven that IVF babies are 30% more likely to, you know, have issues like ADHD or mm. autism or, you know, any kind of like chronic normal disease that we're just accepting in our society. Yeah. It's actually, you know, how we're living still through this process, right? So if you're not trying to at least do as much as you possibly can and use the medical assistance if needed or wanted alongside, we're actually just doing our kids a really great disservice and really um, playing with their future and their health. Yeah, 
Can you so talk a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great reason to start. Can you tell us a little bit about your particular approach to coaching women through this, how it's different than the traditional um, approach that medical doctors might take? Yeah. So I basically tell my clients that I'm their best friend. That's going to be super honest with them. Yeah. And while all the physical stuff is important, um, you know, test results can help really pinpoint things. Um, we need to definitely uh, find the food intolerances, which doctors aren't going to help you do anyway. So that's different in the sense, but um, we look before the issues, before you started trying to conceive what happened in your life, because you didn't just become infertile when, you know, you started trying to conceive, it was a long process. Mm -hmm. And there was probably a lot of warning signs before you got there that your doctors were ignoring or were telling you were fine. There's not, you know, it's no big issue. It's not affecting your fertility, um, especially thyroid issues. I just am like, I, I, it just mind boggles me how any doctor can say that a thyroid issue isn't connected to fertility issues when they're in the same endocrine system, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're connected. Um, so we really get down to what triggered that, what was the cascade and we work from there. So a lot of the times it is just mental and emotional because most of my clients that come to me are smart. They're educated. They obviously found me and connected with me through a functional medicine point of view. So they're mm -hmm. already listening and reading, you know, the doctors out there who have, you know, graciously written really good books to help them do the six steps they need to do, yeah. but they can't seem to break through that wall. Um, and I mean, I just had a coaching call yesterday and we got through all the supplements and the diet and this and that. And I said, okay, on your form that you filled out with me, there was a stressor with your mother-in-law. Can you, yeah. we talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? Cause it's always a choice, right? Like I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not a licensed doctor. We're just two good friends talking. And yeah, like the breakdown came out and yeah. she was allowed to physically say it out loud because she probably has no one to talk to about these mm -hmm. issues and it was just a, a a good highlight for her to go this is where you need to focus right it's not stressing over your egg quality it's not perming you know timing the perfect ovulation or you know finding the right IVF doctor it's those hidden issues that mm -hmm we don't realize are basically being stored inside our body for 20 years and yeah. it's manifested into contributing to the fertility issues. Hmm. So that's a really big component. And, um, and then gut health. I mean, that is a huge focus for, for many people. Um, even if you have no gut issues, your stress levels yeah. can absolutely demolish your gut. So Abs that's how, yeah, 100% with the whole cortisol link and, and everything. I think so many women have had experiences like this. Um, I remember getting tested by my endocrinologist for Addison's disease. She thought I had that because I had virtually no cortisol left, but it was all related to stress. Yeah. Well, three boys, definitely. <laughs> three boys, career, all of these things. Um, so I have a couple of things I wrote down from your website. I'm kind of picking and choosing now because I feel like I could talk to you for a long time. You wrote, um, I wasn't broken, I was lost. And I just thought that had a lot of impact. Can you just speak to why you chose to include that phrase? 
Yeah, I mean, I think when you are sick, and especially with infertility, um, you just feel broken, right? Like the bo- your body was designed to have a baby. That's like, mm-hmm. let's just say it, that's what we're here for, right? And, um, and you just feel so broken through the whole process that you can't, you really can't, you feel when you, you were, when you're not conscious of the power that you do have, that you can't fix anything. And with all the work that I did, um, I didn't even, you know, it really uncovered a lot, right? Yeah. I really went down the rabbit hole and, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize that I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. I had very low self-worth. Um, and you know, no one would have thought that, right? Like yeah. you looked at my life and been like, what? Um, and so I just felt that um, when I became conscious to all these things very slowly, that, yeah, I was just really lost. I was this little girl searching for the love that I never got. Um, and not in a bad way. Like I have beautiful, I have a beautiful mom and dad, but they had their traumas and they mm-hmm. had us very young. They were early twenties and just didn't deal with it and didn't know they had to deal with it. So that just got brought on to me. And, um, yeah, I was just lost. I wasn't broken. I was lost. I didn't need to be fixed. I needed to be loved and nurtured. Um, so yeah, that was just a a big thing. And I think that's probably 90% of the women and men for sure out there. Yeah. I think a lot of people will resonate with that, which is why I wanted to, to bring that up for sure. Um, You also mentioned you are a self-proclaimed hippie who is obsessed (laughs) with food. I love that because I can kind of relate to that a little bit too. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I, yeah, my mom thinks I'm absolutely nuts still to this day (laughs) and that I put too much pressure on myself to, um, you know, feed my boys right. I'm, I'm not OTT, right? I'm not super crunchy, but, um, it's what changed my life. I mean, other than mm-hmm. the mental and emotional stuff, right? I mean, obviously that had a huge impact, but if you're just looking at the physical stuff, I literally just had to change my diet and all mm-hmm. my issues went away. It was literally, I mean, I had to stop drinking and the ibuprofen that I was taking when I was hung over didn't help either. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you know, bone broth and eating liver and having vegetables for breakfast. Um, when, I mean, all my friends know me well enough now that they come to my house, they're going to eat well. Right. And they right. Always, if they stay long enough, they always feel better. They're like, I feel so good. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're not eating crap. Um, and yeah, just staying away. I mean, I'm the, I'm the woman with the huge bag of food when I go on an airplane trip and, um, you know, it's really funny to connect with a security guard who knows what you're on about they're like yeah we know what you're doing yeah (laughs) you're not going near that stuff um so yeah I just think it's so important just to get back to basics right this doesn't need to be complicated like you know I have all respect for nutritionists that do their training and go through the 900 hours that they have to do after but it doesn't have to be complicated right yeah it's getting back to real food cooking it yourself, finding your food intolerances, which could be healthy food in this day and age. And um, just getting away from the processed food. I mean, 
I always thought it was very weird getting into this hippie stuff right and mm-hmm. people talked about parallel universes and I was yeah. like that's weird that's far out like mm. but I see it now like how can these smart educated doctors who are way smarter than I am not see it right not see that the food is literally killing us is causing these diseases and then adding the pills on top of that to mask the disease. So um, I understand when Eckhart Tolle, you know, says, wake up the power of now, the conscious yeah. mind. I'm like, I get it now. I get how a lot of us are just living in two different worlds and how I'm not here to change anyone's mind, right? I'm right. just here to share my truth. And if that resonates with you, then jump on board for a wild ride. Okay. <laughs> so can you tell us, um, I noticed you have a bestseller baby and me mindfulness journal. Can you yeah. maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And definitely. also your um, finding fertility podcasts. So maybe talk a little bit about both of those. Yeah. So uh, when I was going through my last frozen embryo transfer and really getting into the mindset piece and seeing that it was incredibly important to um, to do the mindset work to actually be able to do the physical work. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing the physical work and you're focusing on, let's say, just pregnancy, you're going to feel like you're going to fail like every month. So, um, so I just started doing like, um, a little journaling in, in a book and I was drawing and just making up myself and I just saw the value in it and I connected with a friend and we ended up producing this, um, three-year journal, which actually has turned into a one-year journal because I understand people think three years is a very long time, (laughs) (laughs) but it's basically just like a nightly journal to help you end your day on a positive note right? Just think of something good. What made you smile? You had to have smiled at least once today. And if you didn't, it's a good wake up call to go, okay, I need to bring a lot more joy into my life because not to be able to smile um, is pretty bad. So it, it was just a tool to help myself. And I just saw value in it and, um, just produce it. And my podcast, I actually started because I was listening to fertility podcasts in the beginning of my coaching career and thinking like, oh, it'd be great to be a guest on some of these. And as I was listening, trying to get to know the the host, I was like, oh my God, this information is so bad. Like, you know, it was very typical trying to conceive information I think Mm -hmm. there was one or two um like functional fertility podcasts at the time and um that led me to start a podcast and it actually has been like one of my biggest passions I just love getting up I love connecting with people so having people on my podcast I love just like ranting and raving and talking and just you know talking about real things and being super honest, right? Like it's a hard line to walk in the fertility community because you do have to have compassion and love. And, um, but the hard talk needs to be there. You know, the honesty needs to be there. And um, I think that's just 
who who I am and I have to embrace that and I know I'm going to offend people but you know if you don't align with it there's so many other podcasts out there that will give you the support you need at the time right so what would you say has been your greatest joy in the journey to starting this practice oh gosh um I think it's just been um within the last like year I've recognized that my clients that come to me, I can literally be best friends with eventually, right? They have, they're bringing value to me. And I, no one kind of really told you that about coaching, right? Like if you really align yourself with people who you're supposed to work with and not just like, aren't desperate to get a client, um, that they bring so much value into your life and you realize that you're actually um making the world a better place by supporting this these women and you're actually becoming a better person as well um Mm -hmm. so that's that is what keeps me in the one-to-one coaching and I have an online program that we do live group coaching sessions as well and that's what sets my soul on fire is connecting with these women and knowing that if I saw them in the street or we got to sit and have a cup of tea together, we would actually have a really good conversation. And it wouldn't just be about infertility. It would be about everything we're doing to improve ourselves, to get to our ultimate goal. Right. And not that I'm trying for kids anymore, but like, I still enjoy talking about that and, you know, moving forward and taking those baby steps to just become, you know, a more conscious mother. Because as you know, having kids doesn't make you whole. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole societal thing of just have babies, everything will be all right. Like I, even with all the work I did, my second son really triggered me and really Mm -hmm. brought up a lot of subconscious emotions that I didn't know were there because he's like a spit of me and my Mm -hmm. my dad and my mom. And um, it's really inspiring to see these women who have yet to reach their ultimate goals, you know, striving to be there already, which, yeah, if you can do that, (laughs) even better. And I do agree 100% that there is so much joy in just the connection yeah. um, between women too, which is one of the reasons I started just doing the podcast alongside my own business. And I'm finding that that was like such an unexpected joy. It's so nice these days we can just talk from, you know, you're in California, I'm completely on the other side of the United States, but we can just sit and have this conversation kind of over tea virtually, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have one more question before I ask where we can find you online. Um, what would you say is the best piece of advice you would have for a woman who is just starting this path of um, fertility, we'll call it, you know, trying to, to find her place and where to begin? Yeah. So the first thing I would say, I want to say just relax <laughs> and most of yeah. them will get the joke, but it's, it is find be diligent of finding what works for you so find your food intolerances and get into the routine of bringing as much variety back in you know get into the routine of meal planning and tackle that first and then um you know tackle 
the sleep, mm-hmm. then tackle the body products and the environment that you control, and then start tapping into your stuff, your stress and your um, triggers and how you can slow down. I think there's far too many of us type yeah. A women out there that are literally on the go all the time. Once you dial those things in, because they have to be done, right? These are the physical things we're talking about. Once you feel, and this is why hooking up with a coach is invaluable because it can literally get you there within. I mean, sometimes my clients work through the program within five weeks. They know exactly what they need to do. Then you have to surrender. Mm -hmm. You have to surrender to the healing process because if you keep that um, high intense energy of control around the situation, you're literally doing the same thing you were doing before, but just in a fertility aspect, right? Right. So once you feel confident that you have your supplements, your targeted supplements, we're not taking 20, (laughs) we're (laughs) narrowing it down, that you have good gut health, that you're working on your stress levels, that you're sleeping, you have to surrender and find the joy in the now. Hmm. Great advice. Yeah. Once you do that, once you're able to do it, it's, it's easier said than done. I know. Um, then yeah, that's where the magic happens. And then that's when to get really woo woo, the universe is like, okay, yeah, you're ready. Right. It's true though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really the healing process, right? Like I know a lot of people get upset that like, well, what about the crackhead on the side of the street that can get pregnant? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, she just wasn't genetically set up to have fertility issues. That's just how it is, right? So you don't have to be this like conscious floating hippie mama, Mm -hmm. but for you, the consciousness work is going to slow you down and improve your adrenal health, improve your thyroid health, improve your gut health, which then leads to improving your hormones and your A quality. So for sure, it's a process. Well, it has been um, just a great conversation. I wish I could continue on and on. I have so many things I could ask you, but we will end here with where can we find you online so listeners can go to your website. Yeah. So I'm at finding fertility everywhere. Um, on Instagram, I hang out a lot on TikTok, and my website is findingfertility.co. Okay. So I'll include that in the show notes, of course. And I just want to say thank you for joining me and, and sharing your whole story with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much.